Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AD. Yo. It's championship week, big dog. Championship <laughs> I like it. Championship week. I like it. Let's do it. The final four in NFL football, the, the last four teams, the 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 right to head to Miami, coincidentally, for the Super Bowl all on the line this Sunday. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Um, injury report news for your Niners. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, of course, the last meeting between these two teams, it was a one-sided, lopsided affair in favor of the Niners. How do you forget about that? Kyle Shanahan says, forget about it. Forget about it. How exactly do you do that uh, if you're the Niners? And also, why aren't people really giving this Packers team any credit? Another hurdle or obstacle, if you will, that the Niners will have to fight against as they prepare to head into Levi Stadium. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he seems to be a little bit confident, maybe a, a, a whole lot more confident than you would think someone would be having lost 37-8 to a team earlier in the season. But why is A-Rod so confident? And also, um, there was an article that came out in ESPN by Nick Wagner, and it spoke about... Uh, the night before Super Bowl 29, Deion Sanders late getting back to the hotel uh, down in Miami. Um, he, he missed curfew, and the next day there was a players-only meeting, according to the article. And uh, after George Seifert addressed the team, and, and Jerry Rice let Deion have it. He just let him have it. And, oh, wow. And, and Deion, Deion tried to... <laughs> Tried to, to, to brush back against it, but all the teammates stood in and kind of took Jerry's side, at least according to the article. Well, obviously, we have someone who was a part of that team and was there and can give us the true story. What actually happened the night uh, the night before and the following morning prior to uh, Super Bowl 29 and, and our resident All-Pro Super Bowl champion winning cornerback. Um, injury news first, E.D. Yeah. Kyle says everybody's healthy. Everybody's healthy. Everybody ready to go. Everybody on the 53 is ready to go, and as it should be for the NFC Championship game. I played in the NFC Championship game, was it in 92? I had the flu. Um, It was going through the locker room. It was so bad that I literally was in the hospital. Oh, wow. um, The two, three days uh, leading up to the game. Uh, you know, they're trying to pump you with fluids, trying to just get you hydrated enough to get out there and play. I I was 162 pounds at kickoff for that game. Oh, wow. I had lost so much weight um, on that flu diet. Mm. <laughs> I was I was I was 162 pounds and and, and that is tiny. But. Yeah, everybody, dude, it's the championship game. It's what you work for. It's a shot. It's a shot at history. 
you have to be there. If you if you are breathing, go. I like it. First off, Edie, they they weren't giving y'all the flu shot back then. Um, I mean, they would give flu shots, but it's but sometimes you know what that strand. Sometimes it don't it don't work, it, right? It, it, it sometimes it just simply doesn't work, and and that's just how it is. And then you know, in those close quarters quarters, you spend so much time around guys. You know, once it's there, it's there. It's there, and all yeah. you can do is hope to avoid it. And then on top of that, you have your families. You you know, I you know having kids and. You, you, um, and that's and that's that's normally where you're going to get sick. You know, you're going to get you're going to get sick because someone else is going to bring something in when your kids go to school, something like that. Uh, you know, that that's just one of those things. But spending that much time in a locker room with someone. Yeah. So the flu shots were given. It, it, but you know what? It, kind, kind of a weird deal. Right. I Last yeah. year I had a flu shot for the first time in years and actually got sick. And all those other years I didn't. So I'm not really yeah, a yeah. huge not really a huge proponent of the flu shot, but, you know, that's either here nor there. Um, Just one player on the injury list for the Packers, that happens to be the punter uh, who's battling an illness. So, um, looks like both teams are going to be full goal here for the yep. NFC uh, title game coming up at Levi Stadium. Uh, John Lynch has already gone to Twitter and – and sent a message to the faithful, especially those that are going to be in attendance at Levi Stadium, saying, hey, let's go. Time to go. Let's get this thing rocking. Um, last time these two teams met, a little little history lesson, if you will. And we go back to the late part of the season, right, at the second half of the season, and the Niners are approaching this three-game stretch that everybody, including yours truly, is freaking out about. Right, you got the Packers, uh-huh. and you go to Baltimore, and then you go to New Orleans. Right, that so-called that so-called gauntlet. Yeah, yeah I that remember. that that gauntlet. Right, and and that's when one one of the, the best quotes that you that have has ever surfaced on this show uh, was brought to life. The Niners are the gauntlet by by one Mister uh, Eric Davis, but. Um, I do what I can. Yeah, you do. You you do. And uh, and and we 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 talked about it a little bit off air. I don't, I don't want to say it on air, but um, it's time to uh to uh probably do something about these quotes, Ed. But we 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 talked about it a little bit off air. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> so Sunday night football, right? And Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth in town. Game of the week. Um, you know, one one of the the first prime time games inside uh Levi's. And a huge game, obviously, right? And 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 um, what happens? Well, the the Niners just just lambasted Green Bay, thirty-seven mm-hmm. to eight, um, and and it was a game in which the, that Niners defensive line really was able to get after it. Defensively, they held the Packers to under a hundred yards passing. Um, they held them to just one of fifteen on third downs. Um, it it was it was a dominant affair. They hold hold them under 200 total yards. Just just a dominant performance by the Niners, and, and they really, if people weren't believers at that point, they really started to believe at that point. Okay, this team is is somewhat for real as they improved to 10 and one on the season. Um, Kyle Shanahan says, forget about it, forget about it, forget about that game. Wash it out of out of your memory. Um, obviously you can't take that with you into Levi on Sunday, but when you had that kind of success, right? Like you own that team on that particular Sunday night. Um, how tough is it to forget about it? 
Um, it's not tough. It's not tough at all to forget about. Uh, and number one, it, the first thing you're not going to forget about it. They're not either. I, and Kyle is saying what he's supposed to say. He's a coach, and that's coach speak. They they have to they have to talk about. Um, they have to worry about the what if. That's the part of being a coach. Coaches have to be paranoid. They think about everything. And coaches, head coaches in general, they're they're paranoid individuals. Yeah. Just just because they have to think about all the what ifs. What if you don't forget about it? What if you get what if you get complacent because of what happened the last time? What if these guys actually think it's gonna be a cakewalk because they won the game? Um, so convincingly the last time you have to do all that. But in the, in the flip side of that, he's also thinking, well, what if we go out and dominate this team the exact same way? What if um, the game plays out and portrays itself to be the same type of event? So all of those things are going. That's coach speak. That's what he has to do. So do you forget about it? No. Do does it have does it have any actual effect on this game? somewhat but at the end of the day you have to make the plays in this particular game and that's the part of it that you know as a player you still got to go out and play you still have to do what you're supposed to do you know that but if to say that green bay doesn't remember getting their butt handed to them oh they that's do a lie. they do they do just like i remember i kicked your butt i, I do i mean this, this, this is no different than this is no different than being a kid and and having to, you know, going to the park and having to fight. It's like, you, you know, you know, if I kicked your butt or not, when the next time, the next time we have a brush up, you remember, you will remember whether or not you kicked my tail or I kicked your tail. And it's just that it's that simple. Now it has no bearing on the fight today. It won't have, it doesn't have bearing on that fight tomorrow um, because you still got to throw the blows and you have to take the blows. But, it's a real thing. So, yes, that, that that is something that's in their mind. That's why I said playing those games. You want to make certain that you have those games that you're playing. During the season, I spoke on that. There are certain teams that you're going to play and games you can't lose because other playoff teams aren't going to lose to them. There are games that you have to win because when you see that team again, you want them to know, I can beat you. I beat you. And here we go. We're back in one of those games. So you meet up with the number two seed in this league, and guess what? You get to walk out there on the field and, and let them know you are number two for a reason, and I'm about to show you again why you're number two. Yeah, I I think about this, and I think about Ed Croson, and the majority of people listening right now probably don't know who that is, right? And – Ed Croson's longtime high school football coach down in, in Southern California. And I was once doing a game of his. Uh, this was a few years ago. Adoree Jackson was was still in high school. He was actually playing on the team that was playing against Croson's team. And it was a league game. And and Croson was a head coach of Chaminade. And, and, and they, they were just getting their butts kicked at Sarah High School, which is the school Adoree Jackson played for. And there came a point in that game where Croson just kind of – Folded up the tent, if you will, because he knew that he was going to see that team later on in the season. Um, so he didn't want to give up too much, knowing that there w- there wasn't really much to gain from this particular game. And they met, sure enough, again later on in the season in the championship game. And it was a totally different outcome, and it was Croson's team that actually ended up winning the thing and ended up winning the championship. 
And I'm I'm not going to give Matt LaFleur that much credit um, being a rookie head coach. I, I don't know that, you know, he thought about it that much to kind of, you know, put some of the cards away after he felt like the game was getting too much out of hand. But I, I, I saw Aaron Rodgers get up on the podium after the win against Seattle last week. And he mentioned knowing that they were probably going to face this this 49ers team again. And he said it was some sort of like a – like a wry smile, kinda, right? Like, like almost like, like he had a secret, you know? Like, like he knew something um, that that we didn't know. And this is a guy that's been around for a long time. Obviously, he's headed headed straight to Canton to the Hall of Fame, and and he's he's been known to to rework and create some magic uh, in January and February throughout the course of his career. What would possibly give this so much? Would it appear to me it looked like confidence? Um, entering this game uh, in the NFC Championship against the Niners? Uh, well, they're confident because it's just one football game. And we all know that anything can happen in a game. Um, but now, also remember, and, and I used to say this with guys on the team. I remember doing training camp, and I remember doing games, actually doing games when guys would talk trash because I was never a trash talker. Um, and and because I was just like it was a, it was a waste of energy. I mean, you're on a football field. Everybody's tough. Everybody's fearless. You know, there's it, it always that always got me when people would try to talk trash. I'm like, who do you actually think you're going to affect to a point to where you can you can bother them? But guys would say things, and I always question it. Like, who are who are you trying to who are you trying to convince me or you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, which one of us you're trying to convince that this story is true which one of us you're trying to convince that that you're not concerned who 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 are you really talking to i think this is a this is a question of them talking to themselves like i said they didn't forget what happened the, this is the nfl at what point in, 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 in an nfl game do you not try and win at what point in an nfl game do you say this one doesn't matter you you throw in the towel because you're getting your butt kicked. You don't hold things back. You they they're just not working. <laughs> yeah, they're not working. You're you are trying to score. Aaron Rodgers is trying to score every single time he's on the field, no matter what happens in a football game. You saw the Kansas City Chiefs go down by 24 points, and what did amazing. they do? What did you What did they do? Let's keep fighting. Let's keep playing. Every time we get the ball, let's try and score. So Aaron Rodgers and his coaching staff got on the sideline and said, um, you know what? It's not going to work today. Let's just let's just shut this down. So when we see them later in the playoffs, um, then we'll have some surprises for them. That's bull. So that, that right there, that's just not one of those things. Him being confident, Aaron Rodgers is always confident. Uh, that's that's who he is. That's why he's been able to make the plays that he's made throughout his career. He's one of those type players. That's that's what he does. Um, but I don't think that there's any any. I don't I don't think that there's something up their sleeve. This team is who they are. You're you're you have two very good football teams, and the confidence comes from the fact that hey they may look at it like that was a bad day for us. And you, and you've heard me say, you can't have a bad day against a good football team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's going to get ugly. And that's, that's the thing about it. So if that was, if they feel like that was a bad day game and it won't happen again, that's where some of that confidence can come from. But also understand that sometimes your bad days against good football, good football teams happen 
because they are created by the opposition. That's what they're getting ready to run into again. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said we, we know who they are. Um, this, this team has shown who they are throughout the course of the season, this team being – well, both these teams, really, um, but but especially the Packers. I'm glad you, t- you, you said that because I want to touch on that because um, we, we know just how – how how much the Niners were able to ball out on that particular night um, earlier in the season. And, of course, they, they hope to replicate that uh, as well coming up on Sunday. I want to touch on that in just a sec. But first, um, guys, it's time to step your game up. It's NFC Championship time, ED. And, um, you know, not only the Niners got to ball out, we got to ball out as well, man. We, we got to step our game up. How do, how do we do that, ED? Hey, we're showing what support for Believe in 49ers comes from Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. So if you're going to pick a New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk, man. Please, Manscaped is making it easy for you with their new grooming products. I told you guys. I now know never, ever, ever, Rashawn, we discussed this, never, never, ever, 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 ever. ever, ever grab the wife's things. Go get the tools that are made just for you, man. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology. So this trimmer will not snag or nick your bag at all. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. So start your new year off the right way using the best tools for the job. And your balls will thank you. Okay, so get 20% off with free shipping with code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code B-L-E-A-V. Believe. Don't snag your bag. You heard the man. I see what you did there, E.D. Don't <laughs> snag your bag, folks. All right? You heard the man. Um, we We're talking about the Packers, right? And Yeah, talking about we, we snagging know, your bag and packing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We we know, you know, this team has shown who they are, right? Yeah, yes. Who? who but who is this team? Like, I, I kind of go back to... The game in which um, the Niners met them earlier this year, and there were some question marks about this team because it's like, okay, they're eight, they're eight, and they were eight and two at the time. But it was like, all right, well, really, how are they getting this done, right? Like Rogers' numbers aren't really particularly, um, you know, where where they had been for him at that point, and you know, they were kind of relying upon the running game. Um, but even now, like even since that game, as they've continued to progress. Uh, through this season, and even heading into this game, I mean, you, you listen to the national conversation, not a lot of people are giving this team credit, you know, even though they have, you know, one of the top quarterbacks um, to, to ever lace them up. Uh, you know, Matt LaFleur is a rookie head coach. I mean, every everything that I turn on, diff, different different channels, different networks, whatnot, no one's really giving this team a bunch of credit. Um, it's almost like what we saw from, you know, the narrative from the Niners earlier this season where nobody really wanted to believe in this team. Um, but w- w- who exactly are this, this Packers team? Like, like who, like who is this team? How, how they even get to this point? Well, they got to this point because they, I mean, they've been able to 
make plays when necessary. Sorry for all that noise, people. If they're able to make plays when necessary. This is this is a team that's led by a quarterback. Uh, number one, we know that when you have a quarterback capable of making plays at that level, you give yourself an opportunity to be um, a special team. That's that's part of it. Um, having him do what he does. They've made plays defensively. The pass rush, you know, Smith uh, guys on the end have been able to make. They've been able to make some plays and get things done um, in that manner. Um, and they've grown. This offense has grown. They've they've um, worked through injuries, much like the Niners. You've had they've had to work through injuries. They've had to test out other players. They've had to deal with adversity and grow and there's a certain belief and confidence that comes from playing without your top tier guys um and still finding ways to win so all of these things that you see they have the makeup of a good team they're a good football team uh so that part of it it's there it's legit the confidence it's real i i they've earned it uh, that that's fine. You can't get this far and not expect to have to play against good football teams. You can't win a championship and not expect to play and not expect to beat good football teams. So this is this is a team that has grown, um, addressed some issues. You know, it was always Aaron Rodgers will carry everyone, but you know, but now you have this Aaron Rodgers team that they're looking at and saying, well. He his defense can make enough plays. He has a running game yeah. around him. Um, he has he has this is a more complete team. All of those things are true. I think this this is one of the better clubs he's been on since that Super Bowl team because that team did have a defense that that was a more complete team than what he's had throughout. Uh, doesn't mean that that team is one that I think is going to beat the Niners. It's it's a good football team. It's not a better football team. That's not a better roster than the Niners, but who they are? Um, yes, this is this is a more complete team. You look at the teams that they had to go through in their division to get to the position that they were in. I thought, you know, with Chicago being in that division, with uh, Detroit being in that division, you know, Minnesota is there, but but then it's going to boil down to the better quarterback. Um, and I'm going to give that edge to to Green Bay. I thought they'd win their division. I thought they'd be in the playoffs. They are, and here they are. And they've grown, and the team actually got better, just like the Niners throughout the season. Uh, so that's that's who they are to me. It's a solid football team across the board, um, but they were a solid football team across the board when the Niners saw them the last time. Solid, right? I don't think that – and I think maybe that's the knock on them, right? They're, that they're just a solid team. Like, I don't know that anybody thinks that they, there's anything that they do that's superior to anyone. I mean, granted, they got great players. They got they, they got a great quarterback, Devontae Adams, and for for my money, mm-hmm. is one of the top wide receivers uh, in the entire league. Um, agreed, they, agreed. And what, when Aaron Jones is able to do, you know, in the run game has been pretty good. And you talked about that defense as well, but. Now, I think that's probably probably the the knock on them that they're just solid. Like they don't wow you in any particular category, and and I think that that's maybe where maybe where that narrative um, is is driven from. Um, and obviously for the Niners, you know you you can't listen to the, to, to that outside noise uh, either. Who we we know about the defensive line, right? Um, but when you look at this Packers offense, you know, so much of it has been about the running game and Aaron Jones, and they, they were able to have some success 
um, against the Seahawks a, a week ago. Um, what what do you think is more important? Is it is it being able to completely dismiss Aaron Rodgers like they did in the first game, or 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 is it Aaron Jones in that running game? Uh, well, it's it's Aaron Jones uh, because if if you allow the running game to go, then Aaron Rodgers becomes a bigger problem. That that's part of the reason why I like where the Niners are against this team because I who's had success running the ball on them. I mean, think about it. Who who's had success? I mean, outside of running quarterbacks. So that's that's the thing. If if you if you stop the run game. They, the Packers were able. They were able to have some success in the first game, but I mean, a, a oh. lot of that was. It's tough to gauge a lot of that because you look at time and score and how this one was never really exactly. a game. Exactly, exactly. So see, that's what I'm saying. So and so, I, I don't, I don't consider that you having success um, because you also see. I'm, I'm looking at that as just garbage. That's that's garbage. Garbage yards. Because, because I'm not playing the run in yeah. those situations. Yeah. I'm, I'm up. I'm up by three scores. I'm not. I don't care if you want to run the ball. I'm not even playing for that. So, so that's what I'm saying. No one, no team has come out and been able to really control the game with their run and beat the Niners. So if you if you can't get that going and keep it into a one score game and and keep that pace running the ball, controlling it that way, it's going to take away from what your quarterback can do. Aaron Rodgers can be very dangerous if you're having to play either or. If you take that run game away and you can play him and you can hit him in his face, he is so much less effective. And and the good Niners defenses and the and the teams he's had trouble against recently have been able to do that. Take the run game away, make him have to deal with getting hit in the face, and he's made mistakes. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been turning the ball over. He did against the Niners. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. Because he because so that's that's what I think that I think that's a very important thing to really negate that negate that running game and allow that front to get to Aaron Rodgers. I think that's key to this game. Well, and, and also he was he was historically bad in that game, like like one of the worst games of his career. Um, and and there's you know obviously this notion out there that oh you're not going to be able to hold this team to you know, one for 15 on third downs again. Uh, are you really going to be able to sack Rodgers five times like you did in in, in that first game? Uh, will he not be able to find his targets and only throw 404 yards like he did uh, in the first meeting? So, I mean, there's all these things that you figure a great player like Aaron Rodgers won't do. Um, and so I guess that kind of puts the onus on, on, on Salah and company. Like, how much... Considering the result, considering the outcome, like how much do you change things up um, from a defensive perspective from that first meeting? I mean, obviously you, you you can't do everything that you did in the manner in which you did it the first game because they've they've exhausted that film at nauseum inside that Packers building. You gotta imagine, but but in, in what ways can can Salah, you know, like like how, how do you how do you manage that? Like how much do you take? You know, how much is different? Like like how how do you begin to approach this if you're this defense? Well, you're gonna look at the you're gonna look at it um, and see what you did well. All right, number one, the things that you did well that they didn't stop, I'm going to test you on it again. Of course. I'm not just going to assume that you went to the lab and fixed it. <laughs> if, 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 I'm, if I'm standing in the ring with you and you got a soft jaw and, I can, and you cannot deal 
you cannot deal with with the the right uppercut. I'm not going to just stop throwing the right uppercut because the last time it knocked you out, and I'm assuming that this time that you'll be prepared for it. I'm going to uppercut you until you show me you can handle that it. You can handle so, it. So you're going to go back and you're going to do a lot of the same things that you were doing. That's going to be a part of it. Things that were successful. I'm going to do that. Now I'm going to also give you. It's just more football. Guess what? I'm going to give you some of those same looks. Some of those things that you had had a problem with. I'm going to give you that exact same look and I'm going to have a wrinkle off of that. So you're you're expecting me to throw that uppercut that I through the last time when you see me in a certain formation or in a certain position. But now off of that is going to come, you know, it's going to come, here comes a jab or or here comes, or here comes a left hook. I'm going to throw something different and it's going to look as if it's the exact same thing. So now you're concerned with that, which gives me the opportunity to go back to the old thing that worked. I can go right back to the uppercut or, um, because you now are concerned about the new wrinkle that I threw with it. You that's that's just football when you're playing a team more than once. You you're going to you're going to see if they can do those things. You know they've improved on them, but I still got to test your metal. I got to see. I'm just not I'm not going to assume because at some point remember we we've discussed this. Sometimes my ex is just better than your it's old. Better than your old, yeah. So and I don't need and I don't need to do anything special. When my ex is better than your old, I want a championship in a secondary where we would literally line up. We would line up and play the exact same coverage. We would play the exact same coverage. <laughs> I mean, we we would go three, four series in a row and play the exact same coverage. Right, the boys up front would do some different stuff, but we would be in the same coverage. Prime's pressing on one side. I'm pressing on one side. Our safeties are flat foot. It was basically a nine-man front. Guy outside releases. You bought him. He's mine. If he outside releases, that's it. If, if you know, we would things would change up based on how we decided we wanted to play it. But we would play the same coverage because we were better and we knew it. And and like if you can beat us, beat us. If you can't, coach, he was going to keep calling the same thing. Like until they show us they can they can do something different or we need to do something differently. Why? So that's how you approach going against Aaron Rodgers. He's a good player, but I, the part of this it's it's the same Minnesota thing where I was saying they need a bad day out of the Niners to beat them. This is the same thing. I know everyone is so enamored by what Aaron Rodgers has done, and it's such a great story and how he's taken over with the new coach and and all of these type things. I think sometimes people, even to this point, still forget the Niners are really good. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have they have some dudes, man. That's it. And, and that's that's the thing about it. You know, I'm not expecting them to go into this game vanilla and and okay, what we did worked. They're gonna game plan for this one, utilize what worked, switch up some things. Um, but they're going to get back and really just play their defense because playing their defense works. They are good enough to line up and do what they do and say, you show me that you can beat me. They don't have to go in and, and come up with these elaborate schemes. That's how you end up blowing coverages. That's how you end up with holes in the middle of the field and guys running butt naked across the field because you have these communication problems because you're trying to do all of these 
um, elaborate combination defenses. Yeah. Sometimes just line up and play. A picture surfaced. I don't want to say a picture, sir. You tweeted it. You tweeted a picture of you and um, and your guys in in that fantastic uh, uh, secondary. I'll ask you about that in a sec. Also, um, Jerry Rice confronting Dion on the morning of Super Bowl twenty nine. What really happened? Ed, uh, we'll, we'll give the inside scoop on that. But first, this. From my bookie. Of course, it's 2020. It's a brand new year, y'all. A brand new year. And for the first time in a long time, the Patriots aren't making the Super Bowl. So who's your pick? Well, if you're listening to this podcast like you're doing right now, I'm pretty sure you got an I-, I got an idea of who you're picking. Nonetheless, head over to mybookie.ag. Make your predictions a reality. My bookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. Football, not your thing? No worries. My bookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. They've even got odds on the UFC, and with everybody's favorite Irish nuisance fighting on the 18th, things are bound to get exciting. My bookie has the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use the promo code BLV, as in believe, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Get paid. Free money. Free money, y'all. Free Skrilla. Free Cheddar. Free Skrilla. Um, can't beat Free Skrilla. Can't beat it. Uh, also, can't beat the memories, the moments that you have from that 94 team, that Super Bowl 29 championship winning team. Um, you, po- you you posted a picture on Twitter, and it was a nice little, nice, uh, little back and forth you and Dion had about that particular picture. Um, what are you guys playing? Rock, paper, scissors on there? Yeah, yeah. We Man, we competed at, at all times for everything. That was just how we were. So we would, we, would do, we would do rock, paper, scissors to see who had to take the scout team reps or who had to carry helmets <laughs> in. Or that, that was one if you lost, you would, have to, you, know, you would have to go in and take scout team reps that week. Because you know, if they did nickel or something and they needed a, an extra DB or something like that. So loser, loser had to go and get the extra reps. Just, just little things like that. We always found, we always found something to compete about. That and that's just awesome. That was that was just the group. That's just how we were. It's like I mean if it was who was paying for who was paying for dinner, who was doing it, but we were constantly when we weren't when we weren't on the field, we would literally be off on the side doing what you saw us doing. And then we'd go out and get our reps in. Um, you know, if they said, you know, Thursdays when you're doing nickel, you know, so they need extra DBs. Like I said, we we We'd um, battle to see who had to take those reps, and then it, it became one. And, and it wasn't even like it was a bad thing, but it was just the fact that you lost. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like man, I, like like I lost. So you go out and you do the reps, and, and you do whatever, and then you come back over, and it's like okay, okay, let's go, let's go again. It 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 uh and Dion put put Tim McDonald just on super blast. <laughs> 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 for being, for being the, the the cheater. So how so how would he cheat? Was it just like a late a late uh show? Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna say he was the only one that was cheating, but yeah, you know what? You get some late showings and you get some 
you get you know, Merton, Merton had this thing that he would do too. You know how you could you could come down and on three you're supposed to have either your paper, your rock, or your scissors. But Merton would do this little thing where you know his scissors could turn would just continue to move and morph into paper or <laughs> you know, that, that that rock that rock would all of a sudden have like a little nub in it that would come out the scissors <laughs> but, but that's how that's how it, that's how it would happen guys would guys would sort of try to figure out a way to to try to go in between in between committing to something and 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 use it into their favor, so that oh it, it, man, you know we used to always say if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You ain't cheating, enough. you ain't trying. Um, <laughs> so ESPN had an article that came out written by Nick Wagner, um, and he he talked about Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and how they have been. Uh, proponents of embracing the history and, and kind of having an open door for the alumni. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of hints in this article that maybe some previous coaches maybe weren't, you know, all for it as much as, as maybe these, uh, as maybe, you know, Kyle is. Um, and yeah, just that's get, that previous, yeah, John Harbaugh. I mean, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh, you can say it. Oh, okay. So that, that is accurate. That's accurate. Yeah, that's accurate. Okay. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh wasn't as big on the, um, he wanted it to be about his guys. His guys. That that it wasn't about it wasn't about the the legacy of the colors. It was about his guys. Um, and, and you know, and that was that was that was that was his thing. Uh, that and you know, he was the head coach, and that was his thing, and that's just how it was. But that's just not a Niner thing. That's just not the way it is. Period. And Kyle Shanahan, I guess maybe part uh, a large part of the reason why he's so. Um, so open to embracing the history, embracing the alumni is uh, he was a ball boy on, He's on that, part that, of the history. Yes. Yeah, he was he was a ball boy on on that Super Bowl winning team. What, what do you remember mm-hmm. about, about Kyle? You know, in, in those days, being being a youngster, kind of running around. Oh, um, just that. Guys. I mean, just that. Just just that. You know, just one of the, one of the guys that was there doing their thing. Um. Was he super and, inquisitive, or and, and that's it. well, you know what? He was on the other side of the ball, so okay. he wasn't one of the guys that were around us um, like that. Got it. So that, so that's that's part of it. I mean, I can think of the guys that were over on the defensive side that were there and that have um, kind of come up through the ranks now. Um, um, you didn't know, like a guy like Bo Pelini. Um, I, I remember him being younger and, and being around, you know, and no he turned up being head coach. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember Bo Pelini came in. I remember, I remember Bo coming in and asking Tim McDonald and I uh, to just um, show him what we see. He would he started coming in because Tim and I would would be in between five forty five and six every morning. That we'd be watching film, and Bo walked in and it was like, I wanted, I want to see this the way you guys see it. So we we sat down and we basically started just teaching him defensive football. What, what, what was his role on that team? Um, he was, I think he was like a, he was like quality control. Like quality and control? I don't even know, uh-huh. and you know, it's funny. I don't even know if that was, see that I get the years. I don't even know if it was that year, if he came the next year or whatever, but I just remember, like I said, you remember the young defensive guys being yeah. around asking questions. So, um, uh, people, you don't spend time with the offensive guys. I don't, don't, you know, you see those guys on the practice field. I don't, and that's that's part of it. Every people think that you're all together and you're you're all um, sitting in meeting rooms together and talking and, and doing things together. It's it's not that way. You you go in, um, 
you know, you'll have a team meeting in the morning. And with us, it was rare that we actually met. I mean, you know, so you'd have the special teams in the morning. And then after a while, you know, you get guys who I'm, I'm not even on team. So it's like, don't even go. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's, so you didn't even, so I'm in there watching film. Like I said, Tim and I are watching film. So that, that 7.30, 7.45 special teams meeting, we're not even in that. So you don't spend time with guys. Then you'd have a, have your, um, your team meeting to start off the head coach would come in. Most of the time they'd walk in and they'd be like, you know what guys break because the head coach doesn't have anything to say to you every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so then you go to your, so then defense offense breaks up and, and um, as far as the, the defense coordinator putting in his game plan, he's going, depending on the day, you know, Wednesday, he's going to say, this is what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. You're normally going to spend a few minutes in there. And then you go off into your individual um, room to get specific about what it is you're doing. So that's, that's how it, and you, you spend that time until it's time to go out onto the practice field. So, and you know, those guys are on their side doing their thing. You're on your side. So you don't spend time with that. So back to Kyle, you know, I didn't really spend a lot of time with him like that, but he was there. And he understands um, the importance of that legacy because it was still there. When when he was there during that time, um, Dwight Clark was walking around and Jimmy Johnson was walking around and Bob Sinclair would come through and Dwight Hicks would come through and Ronnie would come through. I mean, you, you know, you're practicing and all the old heads are are there. They're coming through and telling you stories about when they did it and just how it was and, and what was going on. And sometimes it would run you crazy um, because you wanted <laughs> to do your thing. But uh, no, seriously, sometimes it would run you crazy. You want to do your thing, but you also understood that they had earned the right. They had earned the right to say and be there and talk to you about it and say, think about this and try this. And when we did this and and in this situation, we felt this way. And and that that's that's just a part of the fabric of being being in those colors. It, it was just it, it's one of those things. Kyle saw that, you know, he he saw that he experienced that. And that's that's you know, that's one of those things that really makes me understand why he is a part of embracing um, the history of this team. I mean, he, he saw it, he did it. It's even down to, a. Um, uh, there will never be an, another owner. The Yorks are great. I, I really like how they do things and, and what's happening with the team. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of theirs. Uh, there'll never be another owner like Eddie DeBarlo ever in sports. There, there'll never be another one. Eddie DeBartolo had not owned the, the team for over 20 years, and he had a celebration for all of the teams that had won championships. Mm. And I asked him about this, and he and he he said, "Well, the anniversary was coming up for the first Super Bowl team, and he was going to do something for the first Super Bowl team." But but he said he started thinking about it, and this is the mindset of of the niner legacy he started thinking about it and he said well i thought about that team but then there were players on that team that was on the second on the second championship um and he said and then i was like well those guys formulated relationships that carried over to create that second championship and then he said then those guys some of those guys they may not have made it to the third one but they were with guys. There were guys on that second one that wasn't on the first one that 
that transcended over to the third. And then he said, I started thinking about it, the fact that the relationships and the talks and the standard that was set, it carried all the way over to the fourth one. And then so it, so it just kept going. And he was like, I realized that one and five are the same because of the way it all happened, the way things were taught, how it all matters to everyone and what it means to be a Niner. And that came from the top. Yeah. That came from the very top. And that's that's why I say it wasn't about being and to this day. It wasn't about being an all pro. It wasn't about being a, a starter. It wasn't about being a, a being a pro bowler. It was about being a niner. Kyle gets it. He gets it. Yeah. It took us a long time to get there, but he gets it. He knows what it means to be a niner. I think it's fantastic because, I mean, there are you know, maybe two handfuls of organizations in all across all major sports that that have the pedigree and the tradition, you know, of a 49ers. I mean, you're talking Yankees, you're talking Lakers, Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that like there's not that many of them. And, and so if that is a part of your fabric, I think without question, you know, it it it, it certainly um it certainly, you know, ne- needs to be embraced. Um getting back to that article uh written by uh by Nick Wagner, um some of the meat and potatoes of it, or at least, you know, what, what jumped out to me, um, I guess Steve Young told this story to uh, the team prior to their Week 16 matchup uh, against the Rams. Um, and as it's portrayed here in this article, uh, they're, you know, night before the Super Bowl, Super Bowl is in Miami, of course, um, against the Chargers. And uh, there was a curfew, 11-15 curfew. Uh, actually, 11-15 curfew the Wednesday before the game. Um, and there was some traffic. Dion was 20 minutes away. You know, he had he had 20 minutes uh, to spare. But with all the traffic, um, he didn't get back to his hotel room till you know close to you know close to 11:40. And the next day, there was a team meeting. Coaching staff walks out of the room, and it became a players-only session. Jerry Rice got up. Um, it says Rice wasn't really vocal, you know, much, but on this particular this particular time, he stood up and and he had some words for Dion, you know, saying his tardiness wasn't going to fly, wasn't going to be acceptable. There'll be other times to party, but not before you know the biggest game. Um, and Sanders kind of pushed back a little bit. Uh, but some of the other teammates kind of stepped in and said, nope, you're in the wrong, Dion." And I guess that kind of, you know, the cooler heads prevailed eventually. And that kind of uh, just kind of talked about that team and just how important it was to them and how eventually you guys were able to go on to win uh, Super Bowl twenty nine. Um, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so you want me you want me to give state secrets, huh? You want me to what, I mean what well how much of this is true? I I get I you know, you, you I much, I, I know much, your did, rule, did Jerry, you know, Dion's still alive, so there's a lot of stuff alive. that you can't tell us. He's still alive. Okay. Did was he late? Yes. Did Jerry <laughs> did did Jerry did Jerry um was Jerry upset about it? Did he? Jerry wasn't, you know, because Jerry wasn't one that was really, 
you know, one of the transitions in Jerry because he wasn't one of those voices. He was never really one of those guys that had to say anything. It, it was it was almost like it was one of those things where it just happens in time where certain guys had their place and they said certain things. And on that team, because it had transitioned from Steve and and I mean from Joe and Ronnie, and then it had started going to Steve and um, Tim McDonald. Those were the voices there. You know, there were there were guys that were respected there, but you you knew that there was there was just certain voices that would come out. And Jerry didn't say a whole lot. So that time he did. It's Super Bowl. Of course it matters. Um we we're there and, and um Prime's late. Back to that. Prime's late. Uh so it comes up. Um coaches say what they have to say. And then, like most things that that happened there, we kind of policed things. We set the standard. We set the rule at the rules as players. We were the, we were the ones that that um, held one another accountable. It, it was that that was just a part of that team as well. You know, if the coaches, well, you have coaches, to if you're a good team, right? Like if the coaches are the only bad guys, you're not going to be a really good team. Well, this is this is the thing about it. What if what if the coaches aren't pushing you hard enough? What if you have more? What if what if what they believe is all out isn't your all out? I expect you to give me your all out. I expect you to give me all the studying. I expect you to give me all of all of the film study, all of the classroom, all of your athletic ability, all of the weightlifting, all of the running and the conditioning. I expect you to give me everything. And we pushed one another to do that ourselves. Coaches didn't have to. So that was that was just that was the part of that. Um, so Jerry gets up and and he starts with this, you know, like this is what we're about. And, and you know, this is Niners thing. This is not what we do. It's a business trip and this is how things go. So of course we all know that. It's what we do, it's how it's always been. This was no different. So he says what he has to say. So the part about this, when people always get into it, like it was this heated, crazy thing. Was he upset? Yes, he was. But they try and make it seem like like guys were about to go to blows and all this stuff. No, it wasn't one of those situations. So he says what he has to say. The funny thing was was City Champ, uh, Ricky Jackson. (laughs) Because after after Dion said what he had to say, I'm sorry, after Jerry said what he had to say, City Champ. You know, he and City Champ would have this big, big dip in his mouth. All this chew, he would always have this big chew, even in the games. Um, he he was funny. He he was funny. I I just got this this And if City Champ would come in, I I remember years later, like remember Marquez Pope played corner. Yeah. For us, so City Champ would talk to me with Marquez standing in the huddle. Like if Marquez did something, and because uh, you know Marquez had just come in, we had been there for a while, and and he would if he, if he messed up a coverage or something, he would stand there with that little with that chew and that dip, and he he actually chewed during the game. So he would he would spit all out. So his face mask would have all of this spit dripping off of it, and he'd stand there in front of me, and he'd be like, "Ad, Ad, um." Marquez, Marquez is standing right next to me. He would never talk to him. Mar- Marquez, you need to tell Marquez he can't be blowing coverages like that, man. He can't do that. Marquez <laughs> need to get his thing right, man. And I'm like, City, why don't you just tell Hey, Ed, Ad, and that's what he and he wouldn't say Ed, he would say Ad, Ad. 
AD, you need you need to tell Marquez he can't be giving that up, man. He can't get that up, okay? Okay, AD. <laughs> but anyway, so 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 Jerry, back to the story. Jerry says what he has to say. Um, about, you know, that's not acceptable. We don't do it. This is a business trip. This, there's nothing more important than taking care of this. There will be time for all of that and and blah, blah, blah. And then city champ said, he was like, Hey, y'all got to understand. He was like, Hey, Hey, y'all got to understand. See, uh, (laughs) see this prime different, man. He, he, he different. We we down here, you know, in his in his area. This is this is his area, and you know, and and he's a star, and and everybody wants his time. And I said it myself. I said, "City champ, shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Man, be quiet." <laughs> I was like, nobody wants to hear that crap. I said, be quiet, man. And and then it was it was really this simple. Prime said, "Man," he was like. It's Wednesday, right? He said, y'all tripping on a Wednesday? He said, a Wednesday. And and this is the thing. He's like, it was a Wednesday. He said, he said, all of y'all know good and doggone well that none of you are home at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. He said, you hadn't been the entire season. You hadn't been. And and he said, we all know that we're about to go beat the brakes off of his exact words. He said, we're about to go beat the brakes off of San Diego. He was like, that ain't going to change. He said, we go kill the charges. We know that. That's what we're down here for. He said, man, it's Wednesday. It was like, we, we go out every Wednesday. He said, as a matter of fact, he was like, we go out on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, so what's different? He said, you're talking about doing things the same way. He said, why are you going to come down here and act like something's different? Like, ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> and that's that was that meeting. This was not some okay, and everybody got on, and everybody was like, "No, this is what we're doing." It was like, "Yes, we are here to win a football game, and we are going to win a football game, and we're going to put it in on the field. We're going to grind at practice." But I don't want to hear anything about I need to be in at a certain time on a Wednesday. It was like, okay, something happened. That's the rule. I'm going to follow the rules. But we don't need to start getting all crazy because something happened on a Wednesday. That was the end of it. <laughs> that was the result. It wasn't some It wasn't some uprising by the team. Prime, you can't do this and you better not do this. No. It was, it was him basically saying, okay, guys, really? You guys going to trip off of that? You know better. <laughs> And yes, so if you if you want to really question, if you really want to ask me how important this is to me, is it is just as important as it is to you? The work that I put in every day will show that like it always has shown that. But don't come to me telling me that I'm destroying our chances because I was a few minutes late on Wednesday. That was the thing. Yeah. And that that was Wednesday. That wasn't even anything. That was that was Wednesday because if you really want to know the one that the reporters went about, you should have seen what happened on Thursday with Tim <laughs> Harris. <laughs> see, see, they're they're writing about the nonsense. 
boy. I'm, I'm sure that that that'll be on the, uh, the 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 uncut. That that'll be behind the paywall. That'll be on the un, the uncut pod. That'll be on believing Forty Niners uncut. Oh, that that that's a whole different pod that we have to have to talk that, about Jim Harris. That that on, that, on Thursday, yeah. That, uh, like, please, when, the Wednesday the Wednesday meeting was nothing. That'll be behind that, the paywall. That'll be behind the paywall. Oh um, my. So, so that was Wednesday, and then correct me if I'm wrong here, Ed. But Sunday, I believe, is when that iconic picture uh, of Dion was taken. He was at his locker at Joe Robbie. I want to want to say, and he was notorious for laying out his uniform on the floor, um, right in front of his locker, and guys couldn't walk over it; they had to walk around it. But he was he he laid it out, and he was sitting at his um he was sitting at his stall. And there's this picture of him with him sitting in front of his locker, his uniform laid out on the ground in front of him, and him staring down at like a portable, uh, portable video player, portable video device that he was he was looking at some film on the Chargers. Yeah, yeah but you know, I I don't know I don't know if that was that game because we that happened every single game we would do that. I, it, it's funny when I the picture I posted, I almost posted, I almost posted. Um, a picture because there there's one where he and I are sitting there right there next to one another looking at looking at that looking at film uh, yes because that was that was one of the things so I don't know if that was that picture or that day because he he literally did that every, every game right every, every game yeah, he would lay his stuff out like that he he had his routines the ball players most ball players are superstitious about something I was superstitious about I realized later I was superstitious about not being superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I was. It, it was funny. It was funny that you know, as I thought, because at the time I was like, oh, I don't have any of those. But yeah, Prime would do certain things. Um, it, weird, go in and go in and you know, lay his uniform out. Go take a shower. Go take a shower in his um in his money boxers. Yeah. <laughs> his dollar sign boxers <laughs> that he that he, he would take a shower in his boxers. <laughs> <laughs> So, so guys just have their routine. Like George Seifert would, George Seifert would come in, get dressed. Um, he'd come well, but he'd come in, and he, you know the coach is khaki, so he'd come in. He'd walk first. He'd walk around the locker room, um, and just like like nearly like by every locker, he'd walk around the locker room. Then he'd go in and he'd put on his shoes and his coach's um, khakis, but with no shirt. And then he'd walk around and he would um, stop at certain places. And just kind of look, and then he, you know, continue around and keep walking without his shirt and around the entire locker room. Did it every single time. Then he'd come back with his shirt on and may talk to you, may not. Sometimes he was just sometimes, and it was he was just it was, this was just George. Sometimes he he'd stop in front of my locker and he just looked me bright and eye and look in my locker and then he just take that deep breath he do and just walk away <laughs> <laughs> and then you know what the next week you know he it may be where he stopped there how you feel it you know but you never knew what you were going to get but that was his route he did that that was his routine so it, it's just it's just funny when, when you just think about how how things were and and, and what guys would do but but Back to that picture. So I don't. I don't know. I cut you off on that. I'm not sure if that was that game or what. But yeah, he he did that. He did that every single week. He would lay out his um, uniform and his um, 
19 pair of socks that, that he would wear. His little skinny legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So so that's the real. You want the lowdown? ED gives you the lowdown. Um, it's championship week. It's, yes. It's Niners. It's Packers. And it is on Sunday for the right to go back to Miami where some 25 years ago um, the, the Niners – were able to hoist uh, a Super Bowl trophy, um, and so uh, so yeah, that, that that that's what we're looking at. Um, key player, who who who's going who's going to be key? If a, a player or a unit, um, who's going to be key for the, for the Niners to to have the success that 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 we all hope that they can have on Sunday? Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has to play well. This is one of those games where you you know I talk about quarterbacks playing one another. You you have an opportunity to dictate what Aaron Rodgers is capable of doing, how they have to play. If you, we were talking about stopping that running game and and taking them out of it, well, if you get out there and you see the type of execution that we've seen from this offense at times, that you're going out and you're scoring. Then that is that. Then if you are the Packers, you're not going to sit here and stay comfortable trying to run the ball. You're going to say that we have to put points up, we have to score, we have to find ways to to keep pace, um, which puts your defense in a better position to go hunt quarterbacks. Uh, so I, I think it's important that he plays well. The, on the defensive side of the ball, tackling is paramount. They are going to make some plays. This defense has been successful because it is long and rangy and tough. But more importantly, they are very good tacklers. If a guy catches a ball for 10, tackle him for 10. If he catches it for eight, tackle, tackle him for eight. Don't let, don't let the short ball turn into the big play. Those, those to me are keys in this tackle well defensively and your quarterback this is a game your quarterback has to play well you don't win this game if your quarterback doesn't play well yeah I, I i agree with you there i think jimmy g has to has to play well um he i'd even argue he has to play better than he played uh last week um in actuality but he, he definitely he definitely has to play well and i think it and i put it put the onus on the defensive line kind of like we saw in that first game, um, you know, to kind of get after Rodgers. You know, he's not a running quarterback, but he's savvy enough where he can buy himself some time. You know, he can scramble a bit. Um, but his his legs should not um, scare you. Um, so you, you kind of eliminate that factor. But I, I think those guys up front, Bosa, Defoe, D. Ford, um, and company, you know, if they're able to get after him and, and dictate him, dictate you know what it is that the Packers can do from an offensive standpoint. I think that's going to be extremely, extremely key. Um, kickoff is at 3:40 local time on Fox, and it'd be for the right to go to the Super Bowl. One versus two. It'd be the Niners hosting the Packers at Levi's first ever championship game inside Levi's Stadium. Just a week after uh, the very first ever playoff game being played at Levi Stadium, and the NFC North has to go through Levi's. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and so here we go. Uh, you know, I, 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 uh, 
I, I don't hesitate to say this, ED. Um, this is a pretty championship performance by us. And so if the Niners can duplicate this tomorrow, I think they're going to be in good shape. Good shape. Absolutely. Like I said, the Niners are the gauntlet. Niners are the it gauntlet. has come down to it. I said it a while back. It is now time to prove it and just get this over with and just mop up Green Bay. I don't like Green Bay. It's I don't mind saying it. I would enjoy, I will thoroughly enjoy watching the Packers lose to the Niners. They have taken some key games from me, and I'm not happy about it. I'm still I'm still bitter the NFC championship from, from being playing them when I was with the Panthers. Oh. I'm still mad. Still mad about that one. It was just a, no one should have to play in that cold. Yeah. I, I'm I, still I mad remember about that. that game. Yeah. But um I am so happy that now it is time and you're right. Duplicate this performance. That's it. And I feel completely confident in remaining on my stance. Best roster out there. The 49ers. Yeah. Go play. Do what you do. And this game is in the bag. Gave you a little bit of everything. Got 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 a little bit of a game breakdown. Also got a, a couple of a different stories from ED. Um, was we had story time times too. It was awesome. Um, so pr- appreciate that. You like this? Go ahead, hit the hit the like button or the subscribe button. Uh, subscribe, rate, review to this podcast, and of course. Uh, It'll be Niners and Packers Sunday, mm-hmm. NFC Championship, 3.40 p.m. local time on Fox. That's 6.40 Eastern. And we'll be back next week to break this one down. So, for my and Super Bowl. talk about the Super Bowl. That, so, for my Super Bowl winning champion, partner, Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Championship week. We'll see y'all next week. Take care. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.